0: Hello, and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life podcast, the show that is dedicated to empowering you to live a life of holistic wellness. So I'm your host, Avik, and I'm thrilled to have you join us on this transformative journey. So in today's episode, we have a very special guest joining us, a true inspiration in the field of health and wellness. So please welcome Heather Puzzleier, known as Healthy Heather So Welcome to the show, Heather.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here.
0: Great. So, but before we start, I would definitely like to um, mention this to all of our listeners that uh, Heather is a uh, national board certified health and wellness coach, as well as uh, a wellness coach, coaches certified wellness coach, certified tobacco treatment specialist, certified running coach, author, trainer, and Employee well-being consultant. Oh my god, it's it's. A lot. She's a genius.
1: <laughs> I don't do all of those things at the same time. One at a time.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> she has dedicated her life to helping people uh, live healthy and balanced lives. So uh, her journey uh, to becoming healthy hither is truly remarkable because she knows what's. It's, I mean, what it's like to struggle with weight, stress, and feeling overwhelmed. But she didn't let those challenges define her. So Heather made a decision to change her approach and mindset when it came to her wellness goals. So from being overweight uh, and frustrated, she transformed her life by shifting her perspective and adopting a holistic approach to well-being. So through her personal experiences and professional expertise, she discovered the power of visioning, goal setting, and embracing progress over perfection. So today, she is on a mission to empower individuals like you to achieve a range of goals, including weight reduction and management, stress management, and finding balance in all areas of life. So her passion for the success and well-being of her clients and the partners is truly infectious so join us as she shares her insights practical tips and stories of personal transformation so discover how you can cultivate a healthy mind and a healthy life and break free from the traps that have been holding you back so i'm grateful that uh heather made the brave decision to share her journey and dedicate her life to uh, helping others her uh, experiences and expertise will undoubtedly inspire you to take actionable steps towards a healthier and more balanced life so so like without further ado let's start the show and welcome to the show again heather
1: wow you made me sound really great i hope i can live up to that introduction
0: definitely you are so so like uh, before uh, we get deep into this topic like Can you explain the concept of mindful eating and how it can contribute to a harmonious work-life balance?
1: Mindful eating is a term that we hear a lot. Mm. And I think we each have kind of our own definition of what it really means. And that's okay. Everybody is going to have a different perspective of what mindful eating means for them. But typically, when I say mindful eating, I'm talking about slowing down the process of our lives and day in general, so that we can think through our decisions that we're making and choose things that are going to help us in our lives. And the reason why I have chosen to do that in the category of food is because there are so many times during the day that we have connected food with activities that really kind of keep us trapped in habits that can be detrimental to our health. A lot of the people that I work with are interested in improving their health and improving their relationship with food. And one of the first steps is to step back a little bit, slow down the process and really pay attention to the choices that we're making and why we're making them. So that's what mindful eating means to me. um, But I think that it probably means a little bit something different to everybody.
0: Exactly. So uh, like, uh, thank you for sharing this. And how does our relationship with the food impact our overall well-being and uh, the work productivity.
1: Our relationship with food impacts our well-being in the sense that, Mm -hmm. for one, if you are preoccupied with food and your relationship with food is not a healthy one, you might be distracted from your work. You might be um, not really fully engaged or being able to concentrate on your work because you're distracted by thinking about either feeling guilty for things that you ate previously, feeling anxious about what you're going to eat next, you know, really kind of just having a level of, of anxiety around food that might be in the break room at work or, you know, going out for lunch with your workmates and what's that going to be about. And so when you have a preoccupation with that and it's really occupying, occupying a lot of space in your brain, you're just not able to be fully present in the work that you're doing. And, um, you know, that's a shame because we, you know, we all deserve to have some peace and quiet in our mind.
0: Exactly. So uh, like, uh, what are some of the common challenges like uh, people face in maintaining a healthy work-life balance? And um, so, yeah, like any any common challenges, like if you feel
1: One of the most common challenges with mindful eating in the concept of work balance is social um, arrangements around food. Almost every workplace is going to have a, um, a celebration at some point of like birthdays. And you know we've all been in an office where there's the cake and the birthday celebration, and yeah, everybody wants to go and have the cake. And if you are in a relationship with food where that is um, a trigger for you for overeating, or it's an environment in which you start to really kind of get distracted from being present, then you know that's just something that you want to make a plan around. Other times, a common um, obstacle is going to be going out for lunch and, and people bringing food into the office. Many, many times the office break room is um, a topic in coaching sessions with my clients because that's, you know, in the realm of things that we don't have any control over, but we want to make sure we can still stay in charge of our choices.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And and how can a mindful eating help address those challenges? Like, What do you say?
1: The most important helpful thing about mindful eating, at least at the very beginning, is just remembering that we always have the power to press pause. We don't need to make decisions as quickly and as often as we think we do. There's absolutely time for you to press pause, you know, check in with yourself, check in with your surroundings, and then decide what you're going to do. And especially in a work environment, you know, there's so many things happening at the same time. We forget that we are in charge of ourselves and we can always press pause. I think that's one of the most powerful elements of mindful eating.
0: Uh, like, <clears throat> thanks for sharing this. And uh, also, uh, like, uh, also wanted to understand, like, how... Uh, I mean, can you share some practical strategies uh, for incorporating this mindful eating into a, a busy work schedule? Uh, yes. Probably uh, for the um, corporates or maybe the professionals. Yeah.
1: When you're in a busy work environment and your schedule is really packed and a lot of times your day is not really within your control, mm-hmm. you don't get to determine when your breaks are or when you are able to have lunch or you know anything like that. I recommend first of all just giving kind of really releasing yourself into that. You know, just just be present in that environment. Don't try to fight it. Just accept the environment that you're in. Mm-hmm. But then also, you know, think through what's most important to me today and, and you know, try to get that list as short as possible, really, you know, to maybe like three things tops you know, or, or what I need for myself today, because when you've got a lot of pieces moving all at once, um, you know, it's just not realistic to think that you're going to be able to accomplish everything at the same level and so going into those situations already having a clear idea of what you need for yourself can help you to then look for the opportunities where you can get those things that you need if you wait until you're in the frenzied chaos moment to then figure out what you need you're just going to be overwhelmed by you know all of the the um distractions in your mind so you know, accept the environment that you're in, think ahead of time about what your needs are for that day and what you're going to prioritize for yourself. And then you'll be able to look for the opportunities to get those things as they occur.
0: Exactly, exactly. So so like mindful eating encourages us to be aware of uh, the food's origin, uh, preparation and the people involved into it. So uh, how can this practice help us cultivate a deeper connection with our food and foster the gratitude for what we eat
1: i'm so glad that you asked about that because many times we do have a ritual of pausing before a meal whether it's to um to give a blessing you know to connect with a higher power to just you know share a moment with the people that we're with And that is a really fantastic opportunity to also give thanks to all of the things and people and operations that went into this, the possibility of us having food on our plates. And that's absolutely part of mindful eating. For some, you know, I said at the beginning of our conversation, mindful eating means something different to everybody. You know, for, for one person, it might mean really connecting to hunger signals and, and you know, feeding themselves the way they need to be fed. For somebody else, it might be taking into consideration a global perspective on eating locally sourced food that are minimally processed and have, you know, a, a, a compassionate impact on the earth. And those are all elements that go into mindful eating. And that pause is a great time to really just contemplate that and give thanks for for everything that goes into the food that we get to eat.
0: Exactly true. So um, also the concept of mindful eating uh, always involves engaging all our senses, like as I mentioned. So all our senses uh, when uh, consuming the food. So how can this sensory awareness enhance the overall eating experience and um, contribute to a more balanced approach to work and the life?
1: One of the most surprising things that I learned when um, really starting to practice mindful eating and in getting uh, my license to teach the Am I Hungry Mindful Eating course is... How much aroma impacts the level of satisfaction that we get from our food? And I think we all have the experience of smelling a wonderful meal cooking. I know I remember as a kid, I would be able to tell when it was time for dinner because the aroma of of the kitchen would come in through the air conditioning vent into my bedroom and I would know it was time to eat. So we have these really powerful memories associated with scent. But having that sensory experience of really that nice aroma of your meal actually gets your brain into the process of enjoying your meal and really um, having satisfaction from it. So having that sensory experience of the aroma can actually help us to eat a more appropriate portion because we are more emotionally satisfied with our food. But it takes intention to pause and really consider that. And then, of course, there's also things like the texture of your food, the you know, the um, temperature of your food, you know, the taste of it and and other things that go in as well. But that one bit about aroma really stood out to me.
0: Yeah, definitely. This aroma uh, also make me remember about my childhood as well. So it's all about uh, like when you are hungry, And um, so a mother used to cook food. And uh, so there is a time, like, obviously, it's uh, like uh, 8.30 or 9 p.m. We used to have a dinner. And uh, it's always like, what is happening today? So uh, what is the food today? So it's in kind of excitement definitely. It it actually, um, yeah, so it actually correlates with all this topic and everything. So thank you for sharing this thing.
1: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Thank you. So. also, like uh, research has shown that uh, the mindful, uh, I mean, my uh, mindless or the distracted eating, uh, maybe like suppose I'm having food and watching something, having food or doing something else, not uh, present with the eating, so can also lead to anxiety, overeating, and the weight gain also. So how uh, how can practicing mindful eating helps individuals manage the stress and maintain a healthy body mind um, in a busy work environment also
1: especially considering a busy work environment eating lunch at your desk while working or even just scrolling on social media you know, you feel like you might be taking a break because mm-hmm. you're not doing work but you're still engaging in multiple things and as a result of that, you're not really being present with your meal. You are most likely to skip right over those fullness signals and just eat the portion of food that you have, regardless of whether or not you're full or maybe overfull. You're more likely to eat more than you need. You're also not likely to enjoy your meal as much just because you're not paying attention to it. And the reason why that can cause stress and anxiety is just simply because we are doing so many things at the same time. The process of pausing and being mindful and present um, actually will lower your blood pressure. It can help to slow your resting heart rate, which just relaxes your whole body. So I encourage folks to start slow, start small, choose one meal during the day to start practicing mindfulness and start with the meal where you're most likely to not be distracted. One that you can eat alone in a quiet environment and take your time. So probably not starting with lunch at work or a shared meal, but maybe a quiet breakfast to start practicing mindfulness so that you can um, ease into those environments that might be more hectic.
0: Oh, definitely. definitely. So uh, like we leave um, in a fast paced society with numerous distractions during meals. So how can individuals incorporate those uh, mindful eating practices into their daily routines, especially during hectic work, day- work days?
1: I, I said earlier about how, um, you know, we get distracted easily and it's, It's easy to just to to just be eating without really thinking. And I really feel like thinking forward into how we want the day to go and what we really want to pay attention to for ourselves is one of those first steps. And when we're in a busy world, one where we're usually juggling many things at the same time, just want um, everyone to remember that this is about direction, not perfection. You are not necessarily going to flip a switch and suddenly you're eating mindfully and you're just in this zen place with food all the time. No, it's a process, you know. So just go ahead and expect for there to be a learning curve, for it to feel kind of awkward, to stumble and come back to it, just like when we're starting to learn any new habit. So be kind and compassionate to yourself. This is just something that you're learning and practicing and just look for more opportunities. And also remember that there's no one way to eat mindfully, you know, it mindfully mindfulness might look differently in different meal settings. So you might not be able to really spend a lot of time with your food, but you can savor the flavor and the aroma and the texture of it. And that's mindfulness too.
0: Exactly, exactly. So uh, like I I was um, uh, searching, I was searching over Google and uh, from there I also found like, according to the Harvard uh, School of uh, Public Health, so mindful eating encourages us to reflect on how our food choices affect our local and the global environment. So how can being mindful of our food choices contribute to a more sustainable and eco-friendly vocal imbalance? What do you say?
1: The first step in that regard is having an awareness that our food choices do impact mm-hmm. the world outside of us. For a lot of us, Grocery shopping is comprised of you know, buying convenience foods, foods that have been shipped from another location, that have been made in you know, a manufacturing environment and then sent across the country to our grocery store. And that definitely is difficult to tie back to a global impact. But when we are eating whole foods, Vibrant, colorful, you know, simple foods. Then I think it's easier to see that connection to the earth. So, if you're interested in strengthening that connection, I'd say get out to a farmer's market in your area and get to know people who are growing food in your area and purchase. Start purchasing some of their products, some of their um, their you know their fruits and vegetables
0: so not food. only
1: does that help you to eat more healthfully because they're you know you're eating something that is probably grown organically or close to organically mm-hmm. you're also putting money into your the pockets of your your community your neighbors and that helps everybody
0: exactly exactly no so organic food definitely uh it, it's it's the best i would say so um but but also like from organic thing, uh, one thing is also coming to my mind. So organic, when we say it's uh, the natural ones. So whenever we uh, go to a farmer and uh, collect the food or collect the uh, vegetables, uh, that is an organic thing. But also we uh, sometimes we uh, get to see organic foods, which comes into a packaging system, packaged organic foods. So which is the best?
1: my opinion is that eating fresh whole foods is the best. You know, there's plenty of convenient foods that are frozen or, you know, um, packaged that are also, you know, fine for you to eat. And then there's plenty that are just, you know, in my opinion, just complete garbage. But my personal opinion is that our bodies thrive when we eat fresh foods, from the earth, minimally processed, a variety of colors, and a variety of types.
0: Exactly. 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 So also, like uh, the practice of mindful eating uh, emphasizes acknowledging our responses to food without the judgment. So how can this non-judgmental awareness extend to other aspects of our lives and uh, positively impact our relationships and decision-making at work?
1: Oh my gosh, that is such a wonderful question. I'm so glad that you brought that up because we often spend time in a um, diet mentality where we are pretty harsh on ourselves for how well we're doing at following the rules or you know being good or or you know we we feel bad if we have been bad and having that compassionate non-judgmental sense of ourselves when we're learning and doing new things it just elevates everything it takes away the evaluation. It takes away the comparison, the shame, the negative self-talk, and it helps us to just see ourselves as we might see a friend. We would almost never talk to another person the way that we usually talk to ourselves. And when we listen to some of our self-talk, especially related to the choices we make around food, you might be appalled at what you're saying to yourself. So, if you consider that a compassionate and non judgmental approach means I am curious about what could happen here. I know that I have the skills to take on anything that comes my way. Some might be new experiences, some might be things that I've experienced before, but regardless, I have everything that I need to respond in this moment and to just give ourselves a little bit more benefit of the doubt that we've got what we need to make the choices that are appropriate for us in the moment. And being self-critical usually does not help the situation at any level.
0: Exactly. So so like mindful eating is uh, not just uh, about what we eat, uh, but also uh, how we eat. So Uh, How can being mindful of the eating process itself uh, improve our overall well-being and the productivity?
1: When we slow down Mm -hmm. and eat more mindfully, Mm -hmm. gosh, my words even slowed down as I started talking about this. Mm -hmm. We just have a gentler relationship with ourselves and with others. And it, it gives our bodies time to just digest. And be I know I eat really fast. I know when I sit down with my family to eat, I eat really, really fast and I notice that I've finished my food before anybody else has. and that is something that I have to intentionally, you know pause. Part of the reason for that I've learned is I eat a lot of vegetables and I don't like cold vegetables so I want to eat them while they're still hot. <laughs> but I, I it's not good for my, my um, digestion—it's not really good for for my soul to be moving that fast all the time. Mm-hmm. So by slowing down, you just give yourself some space to just relax a little bit, like let's dial that back a minute. And you know, kind of also going on that compassion and um, you know non-judgmental perspective. You know, you asked how it can help us in our relationship with ourselves and others having that type of approach with ourselves it helps us to build trust with ourselves and self-efficacy that we can make um productive decisions and when we feel that way towards ourselves it makes it easier for us to extend that to others so we might have a greater ability to give the benefit of the doubt to be compassionate towards others, to understand their circumstances and to have trust with them. So the whole process of just pause, slow down, this is just eating food. We we can take this as it comes, can just help bring a level of calm to your entire life.
0: That's so lovely. So mindful eating and the intuitive eating uh, uh, share some similarities, but... Uh, they are dis- uh, they are like uh, distinct approaches. So, how do you think um, integrating both the practices can lead to a more balanced and the harmonious relationship with the food and the walk?
1: I'm sorry, I couldn't quite hear all of your question.
0: Okay, so I'm saying like uh, mindful eating and the intuitive eating uh, are uh, having having uh, share some similarities, but. They are distinct approaches. So how do you think uh, integrating both the practices uh, can lead to a more balanced and the harmonious uh, relationships with the food and the work?
1: How can intuitive eating? Yeah, yeah. You're right. Mindful eating and intuitive eating are often interchanged, but they're not exactly the same thing. Mindful eating is slowing down that process and really connecting with where you are. Intuitive eating is really following your hunger signals, your your cravings, you know, eating the foods that you enjoy and, and not trying to keep yourself in these silos of good food or bad food or, you know, anything like that. So intuitive eating in, can absolutely incorporate a very wide range of foods, um, but it might not always be the healthiest food. You know, if you're always eating what you like and you just have not developed a taste for fresh fruits and vegetables and whole grains, then you might find yourself eating, you know, a lot of processed foods because that's what you like. And, you know, that's still intuitive eating and you can still be mindful in that experience. And so I think that it's interesting to make sure that you have that distinction of am I you can still have a goal of eating a well-balanced diet and eating intuitively. But I think it's very smart to bring those two words up and kind of compare them to each other and see how they're distinctly different.
0: Wow. So um, also like for the individuals uh, struggling with um, uh, disordered eating behaviors or the emotional eating. How can mindful eating be a helpful tool in developing a healthier relationship with the food and improving the mental well being uh, in the workplace?
1: When you're dealing with an eating disorder, mm-hmm. that is a very personal experience. Mm-hmm. And many times people will be displaying disordered eating patterns without being diagnosed with an eating disorder. You don't necessarily, in my opinion, have to have a diagnosis of an eating disorder to be struggling with disordered eating patterns. Mindful eating can help in that process mostly by helping you to build trust with yourself that you can make decisions for yourself Related to food, depending on the type of disordered eating patterns you're experiencing, whether it is restrictive, where you are, um, you might be afraid to eat, or you might be afraid to eat past a certain amount, mm. or whether you're in a binge eating um, environment where you feel that your eating is out of control and you are compelled to eat and you can't stop. True. Sure. It's going to be two different approaches. I absolutely recommend seeing a professional who has experience in treating disordered eating because it is not an easy thing to do by yourself. But mindful eating can play a big role in developing that self-trust. In regards to the workplace, having an eating disorder in the workplace is a challenge because many times um, it's not something that people want to speak very openly about. It's a very personal thing that you're going through. And sometimes eating disorders are um, not taken seriously by people who don't understand or haven't experienced that struggle. And so I could imagine that somebody with an eating disorder would have even more anxiety around work food events. Um, and might choose to exclude themselves from those things, or you know, might just find them to be so much of a distraction that you know they just avoid them completely.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, according to, to some studies, I'm not taking the name, have shown that uh, mindful eating can uh, support weight loss and the maintenance. So now, how can we strike a balance between? achieving the health-related goals and uh, being compassionate towards ourselves in a work environment that may place pressure on appearance and the body image.
1: I'm so glad that you asked about this because mindful eating is often erroneously used as a weight loss tool. Mindful eating can absolutely lead to weight loss, especially if you've been in an overeating cycle and you start eating more mindfully and you're eating portions and um, frequency that is more appropriate for your body, then it's it stands to reason that you might lose some weight. But mindful eating isn't really for weight loss. It's really more for your emotional well-being and in your physical well-being as well. In a society that places so much emphasis on beauty ideals that are determined by, you know, the culture or media or other outside things that typically are, um, you know, not even realistic, it is a huge distraction. And I think that as much as we can remind ourselves that those physical ideals that we've been told we should have as a goal are arbitrary and not not necessarily relevant to us, just keep reminding ourselves that's not real, I don't have to participate. I can still have a healthy body that looks the way that I look, and it doesn't mean anything. I have no obligation to look a certain way for the other people on this planet.
0: Exactly, true. Exactly. So, um, okay. So, before we wrap up, before we wrap up, like, what are some practical tips or uh, the exercises from your own experiences that you would like to recommend to someone who wants to start practicing mindful eating in their daily life and the work routine as well?
1: The first thing that I recommend is to get to know yourself in a non judgmental way, to observe your choices, patterns, preferences over the course of a few days. And by that, I mean, um, pretend that you are studying yourself in a laboratory. And um, when you make a decision to go and get something to eat, just observing, yeah. why am I doing this? What was the signal? Why am I choosing this food? Am I hungry or is it something else? And just getting to know those those patterns without any without a judgment, without any evaluation of whether it's good or bad or anything. Exactly. And then I also recommend start where you're curious, and keep it in the fun zone. This is something that's supposed to enhance your life. If it feels like a burden, you're coming at it in the wrong direction. So start where you're the most curious. I wonder what could happen here. I wonder what could happen there. And then keep it in the place where you're you're enjoying the process of discovery. If it starts turning into something that you have to do, something that's imposed on you, that you feel like you're being good or bad, you've gotten back into diet mentality. We want to get out of there. So, just compassionate and non judgmental awareness, start where you're curious and keep it in the fun zone.
0: Wow. Great, great. That's a great advice, I would say. Um, and thank you. Thank you, Heather, for sharing your invaluable insights on uh, nourishing the balance through mindful eating for a harmonious work life. So, um, As we wrap up this episode, uh, for the uh, listeners, I would like to mention that always remember that uh, achieving a harmonious work-life balance is an ongoing uh, process and uh, incorporating mindful eating practices can be a transformative step on that journey. So by being present in our eating habits and cultivating a non-judgmental attitude towards food, we can nourish our bodies and minds while finding uh, greater fulfillment in our professional and the personal lives so uh we hope that you uh you have found inspiration and practical strategies to integrate mindful eating into your own daily routines so remember to be patient uh, with yourself embrace progress over perfection and celebrate the small steps towards a healthier and more balanced life so if you have enjoyed this episode please do subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Your feedback is greatly appreciated and helps us to bring you more valuable content like this. So stay tuned for our next episode where we will continue exploring topics that empower you to create a life of holistic well-being. So thank you for joining on Healthy Mind and Healthy Life. Until next time, take care of yourself, nourish your body and mind, and remember that balance is within your reach.